Hello and welcome to the Abundantly More podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Emily. This podcast is a weekly conversation about parenting, systems, rhythms, marriage, and everything else. And today, we're back. Yeah. We, uh, we've been on a little bit of a break, uh, like like a month and a half break. It's going to be pretty tough to hit those 40 episodes for the year. But... Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, are we like five off? Four, uh, five, yeah, six? Yeah. Too many? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Life happens. It does. And and a lot of life has happened for us in the past six weeks. Um, so why don't we first start with how was your week? This past week? There's just this past just week. Just this past week. Yep. This past week was good. It's actually the best week I've had in a long time. Hmm. Um, it was my first... No, that's not true. It doesn't matter. It was a good week. Um, just I woke up feeling great and not anxious and like myself most of the days. And so that is a huge win because um, it hasn't been like that for a while. And so we just kind of did normal life and sounds silly, but like really prioritized sleep for me, maybe you i don't know you were you went to bed with me you laid in bed you read when yeah. i went to bed i didn't go to bed as early as you yeah and the time change always oh yeah and the time it. change man alive i feel like when we started this podcast we had time change feelings it's because it's the worst thing in the world yeah yeah so the week was good and um it just feels good to be back feeling like my normal self here doing our normal rhythms in life mm-hmm how about you? How was your week? My week was really hard. Um, so for those of you that may not know, in the past six weeks, I took a new job. I started that the interview that you interviewed for. But then I finally got the you job. You got the job. And I started it on February 16th. And um, it's it's like drinking from a fire hose, which... Drowning from a fire which hose. Is, that's exactly what it feels like. Um, some days I feel like I'm like on top of it, and some days I feel like I'm not. And this week... I just had a particularly rough day on Wednesday where I was just feeling a lot of stress. And I know some of my coworkers and employees listen to this, and it's not anything that anybody else has done. It's much more related to me and how I respond to situations and and how I take ownership for things that maybe aren't mine to own. Emily's rolling her eyes. Um, but that's part of what makes me a good leader is that I care about the people around me. It's true. And so it's all about how do I... I heard someone say this once, that when, when you walk away from work or you walk through a door you need to be like like as the as you open the door and the air rushes by you and it just rushes by you and you keep moving that's how you need to respond to the situations in your life instead of like owning them and having that air go inside of you it needs to just rush past you so not like sitting in it yeah not i mean and it's not bad to feel things but it's also like you can't you can't hold on to all of those things so i think that really Affect a lot of my week, but I feel better today. Saturday. Uh, on Saturday. And daylight savings time really screwed me up because I still get up at 5.30, which is now 4.30. 4.30, and that's like a massive difference. Um, there's so many things that I'm not happy about. So if you could please call <laughs> your local congressman and tell them to – it's not it's not your senators. It's your, it's your reps. Um, they need to just 
just passed the uh, Sunshine Protection Act of 2023. Is that real? That's a real That's thing. The name. It's in it's in the Senate right now. Do we need to sh- Is there a link for this kind of thing? Uh, to, I don't know, but Have you signed it? Heck no, but I just want other people <laughs> to do it for me. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't so believe So nothing will change. I don't believe in the political system actually doing anything that I want, so <laughs> Oh man. Um yeah, that's a... Yeah, Daylight Savings was rough. I kind of thought, like, we could just be fine and shift the time, and and it was, like, maybe Tuesday, and I'm looking at Dorothy, and I'm like, she's exhausted. Yeah, what is girl. wrong? The time. Yeah. The time is wrong. So, that was, um yeah, that was our week. Yeah. In the past six weeks, we went to Florida. For two weeks. For two weeks. We came home... Is it really six weeks? Maybe I don't like really five know. Weeks. We could probably look, but we went yeah, to Florida. Came home, which we're, was great. We're here for a week. We were here for two weeks. Well, week? we were here for a week, and then Emily left for four days to yep. go to a conference. Yep. And then another week came by, and now we're now we're here. It was roughly yeah. four and a half. Five I don't weeks. know. Yeah, it's been math is hard. It's yeah. I'm the one who says that <laughs> math is hard. Um. <laughs> But we've missed you guys, and we are excited to be here today. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, to be perfectly honest, don't have a real plan for today. We don't. Um, but we're just going to kind of roll with it, which is the opposite of the way some of us Being like planned. to use podcasts. <laughs> I like plans, okay? I, yeah, plans are good. So um, we can start with some, some big feelings. Um, you can go first. Mm, big feelings. Uh I have big feelings about impossible situations. Mm. So um, have you ever been in a situation where someone has asked you to start doing something, but then at the same time to either stop doing that thing or to do that thing with less to do it? So, for example, That's confusing. let's say someone said, hey, I, 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 want you to, um, I want you to go and make me $100, but I want you to do it with no money, right? Like they've given you nothing to actually do the thing. They want more from you, but they've given you less to do it. And in many ways, it's like an impossible situation. And that just drives me crazy because it's like, I have big feelings about this. I look at the world very logically, as Emily Mm -hmm. knows. And so for someone to say, hey, I feel this and I want you to do this, but they don't align, right? It makes me like question like our is that individual or per people like thinking logically? And the answer is no, no, they're not. And so for me, that just gives me like great big feelings because I'm just like, can you, I, I'm not asking you to not have those feelings. I'm asking you to like have those feelings with a dose of like reality. Um, and I think that's the hard part is, is people not living in reality. Hmm. Um, that really, drives me crazy but i recognize that as a leader it's my job to help show people reality in a gentle Gentle and kind way um and that's i think i think that's one of the hardest things um so that's that's a that was complex that's a complex big feelings but that is my big feelings that spur of a moment um emily's big feelings for this week i don't i was gonna say i don't know them do you know them it um i can think of a couple well i don't know yeah, just I was gonna say it's something related to things being out of order in the house or Oh I my think, goodness. Violet just like Oh yeah served me so well today. You know, stuff is just everywhere sometimes and gets shoved 
in places that it doesn't belong. And she just has like this beautiful little love to organize and clean things up. And this morning she's like takes all the books out of the bookshelf, you know, puts them all straight and weeds out the library books and the chapter books and starts cleaning up toys. Organizes toys we play with versus yeah, she's the toys like, we, we don't, don't play really with. play with this. And then Nathan's like, well, maybe make a pile of stuff we don't play with. And then she like piles it all up, puts it in a box and shoves it in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least I don't have to look at it. Yep. And then she's like, I'm going to go clean the living room now, mom. And I said, okay. And so I walk in there and she has uh, one of our, what is it called? Like our TV stand has drawers underneath it. And that's where we store the kids like hats and mittens for winter. So she has them open. She has all the mittens out and she's matching all the pairs. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Like another person that cares. Yep. It was and, it was just wonderful. So, and we're slowly helping each of our kids to care about it. I've seen them pick up things on oh, their yeah. own. They all They're pick up things. It's just we have a lot of people that drop things. That and need to be reminded, yeah. too. Yeah. So I don't know. If my big feelings are, I don't know. I need help. I need help. Yeah, I, I was thinking before Violet came to mind, just like, it's real hard to do life, especially... When you think that you can do, not everything, but just, we need help, and we need to give ourselves grace, and I don't know, just, sometimes I feel like expectations are high, probably from ourselves, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of, I think, things get missed, or even just like, I need to rest, or I need to slow down, or this and that. It's just, like, it's hard to take care of yourself and the house. We'll just add in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week, I was feeling that. Like, I just came home from being gone, slam all the all the responsibilities of life are back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I need, I'm going to ask my kids to do X, Y, or Z, because they can do it, or they can learn how to do it. And I need them to do it because I cannot continue to, not that I'm doing everything. I don't want to sound like that, but just, you just take a lot think of, I am yeah. doing a lot. Feel it. I feel yeah, it. Feel it, yeah. By the way, your shirt is catching on the mic, and that's why it keeps moving every time. Perfect. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So um, I think we're going to do something a little different for top five today. Uh-oh. Can I replace the segment with um, a new segment called What Are You Learning? What are we learning? What am I learning? What are you learning? It could be about yourself. It could be about the world around you. It could be about anything. But the the point today is to f- share what are you learning. Um, so You just made that up. I just made it up. <laughs> yep. And... Um, one thing that I'm learning actually comes from my wife. She's teaching me things. So uh, the thing that I am learning is the um, immense differences between men and women. And I know this is a touchy topic in the world right now, but one thing that we've come to find and through research and studies is that oh um, the way that people refresh, like rest and refresh their um, energy levels and all that stuff between men and women is drastically different. Um, for exa- what's needed, maybe, for what's needed is different. Yeah. Okay. So one thing that Emily's been teaching me is that she really needs to be in bed between 9 p.m. and 1 a.m. because that's when a lot of the recharging for her body occurs. 
And can I help you? Please continue. Yeah. Okay. You're, I'm giving you an opportunity. I'm setting you up poorly. You're setting me this. up poorly. So, a woman's hormonal tank, okay, mm-hmm. is refueled by sleep. A man's hormonal tank is refueled by through in his testicles constantly. Constantly, it's just all a throughout the day. There's no happens. like time or There's place no or time location. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, a way for a woman to fill up her hormonal reserves is to sleep. And the I'm losing my words. The the most important time frame mm-hmm. to do that in is between the hours of 9 and 9 p.m. and 1 a.m. That's like the biggest like refuel. Mm-hmm. And so um and you need to continue to sleep the whole night. But but Those hours important are time. important. So, like, if we stay up late, you know, if I stay up till like, 1130, or 12. 12, there's less time in that window to refuel, refuel my tank. Um, so, I've been so, anyways, what were you saying? I was just saying that it, um, so often we would go to bed together, like, fall asleep together at the same time. And I'd be totally fine the next morning. And you would not. Yeah, wrecked. Right. And so I'm learning that like just because like just because like you need to go to bed early doesn't mean that I have to actually fall asleep at that time. Like you need to fall asleep earlier. Right. And so it's just been interesting to me to see those differences. And as you've been doing that this past week, I've seen a a noted difference in your energy levels throughout the day. And so it's just been fascinating to see that and to just point out that there is a difference and it's not bad. It's just different. Right. Yeah. Whereas our culture would say that they need to be the same, and it, and it doesn't. Sure. Right? Um, now, on Wednesday, when I was feeling very stressed out, the thing I'm also learning about myself is that when I am stressed out, I become very, very tired. And then when I'm very, very tired, I become even more stressed out, and it cycles out. And so sometimes the best way to deal with stress in my life is to just go to bed. Mm. And Wednesday night, I did that. I went to bed, and I was Thursday was a much better day. Um, as a result of that. And so that's kind of the things that I'm learning, um, especially as an introverted person, which people may not know. I kind of evaluate my life based off of how much I have a set level of energy in the day. And as I go throughout the day, I lose more and more of it. Right. Whereas extroverts can replenish their energy banks. And well, so it's, just, it's it's not necessarily real, but it's just like a, it's a thought, right? Well, yeah, it's yeah. like introverts have... 10 coins when they wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and everything that they do, they're spending their coins. Yes. Okay. And extroverts wake up with like an empty bucket and things that they do refill fill, the coins get filled up. Yeah. So you use your coins throughout yes. the day. And so it's just been interesting seeing that and, and just, I don't know, I've just been learning a lot and I'm, these are like self-awareness principles. And so, oh, it's just been the things that I've been learning right now. Okay. Um, what am I learning? Probably a lot. Um. Do you want to share about the fleas, that thing? Oh, yeah, that's a good analogy. So this past weekend, or last weekend, I went to North Carolina for a Modair conference. And um, it was just, the hardest part was going. Going, <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, just going with a bunch of people you don't know. 
And uh, I think I'm sure there's people out there that, you know, you all the thoughts fly through your head and you have answers to those thoughts. And I feel like a lot of mine were like, this isn't going to work out. This is, this might happen. Just all this, like how going on this trip is going to be terrible and awful and a bad idea. Um, so it was like, we're going to get to the flea analogy, but so like driving to the, Nathan drove me to the airport and I was even in the car. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Um, and kind of just getting in like a real anxious, like moment. And then it's like, as soon as you, I'm like, I know Nathan always says like the feelings will follow. The feelings will follow. You just have to like, keep going. Even if it doesn't feel right in the moment. So it's like, okay, you get out of, get out of the car, walk into the airport. You're like, okay, I can do this. And, um, it was a really good weekend. The, everything with Modere was amazing, but I think more than Modere, it was just like feeling confident in myself of like doing something that I thought I couldn't do. So, um, kind of ties into that. The flea analogy, one of the speakers was talking about fleas. And when a flea is... Uh, Left alone. Like, yeah, just wherever. They can jump four feet high, which is really high. Um, <laughs> and then if you put them in a jar and put a lid on it, the flea's going to jump to the lid. So is it like eight inches or whatever? Not or even or a less, foot? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then you take the lid off of the jar and the flea can jump only as high as the lid that was once there. Yeah. Even though the lid's not there, the flea will continue to jump like the lid is still there. Right. And so just, there was some beautiful quote that I wrote down in my notes about it that I don't have, but just that like we are capable of more than we think we are. Um, and whatever that translates to you and your life and your circumstances. Um, and I think sometimes we just live with like an imaginary lid on top of us. Um, and at least for me, like it take, it took something if we're using like this conference, like it took something, um, hard and unexpected and scary to like do, but it made me jump higher than my lid. And I think that, and then that confidence, th that gives you confidence to do the next thing that you need to, like, rise to instead of just staying in the, this is all that I can do. This is what I think I can do, so I shall jump eight inches instead of four feet or eight feet or ten feet. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's just like a... Like it empowered, like it empowered me to be like you. You can do so much more than you even think. Like we can, like Nathan and I can. Like even with impossible, impossible at work or impossible, impossible at home or life. It's just like we can do this, and it just takes like shifting our mindset and just doing it instead of dwelling on. But I can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've even like been talking to our kids about the importance of. There are some words we don't want to hear used in our household. And I can't. We call it a word even though it's two words or three oh, words. Right. <laughs> um, like we'd tell them, like, you cannot say that. Like, 
because just like the more speak this way like i can i will um what's another one no it's just i think it's just the importance of the moment you say i can't then that becomes real Mm -hmm. and so we have to as humans not use these words that then put the lid over us that doesn't actually exist Mm -hmm. Um, and i think that's huge because we all do it every day Yep. And it is a choice, and it's a painfully hard choice. But the choice to say, I can do this. I may not know how to do this right now. God, I need help. Mm-hmm. None of those things are wrong. Or seeing, saying even to a friend, I need help doing this. Mm-hmm. Can you help me? But don't ever put that lid on there that doesn't need to be there. Yeah. And I think what's interesting to like go be, go further with that metaphor, we were talking more about this today, but humans are different from animals in that eventually one human says, hey, this lid that I have that says that I can't go further than this, why is that there? Like we question that, right? Whereas the flea, the they, flea don't doesn't, anything, yeah. they don't know anything different. They don't question that, right? And so we have this ability in us that this God-given ability to question our limits. And we should because... As we question them, we recognize that those limits were only there because we put them there. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really valuable. And that's a great share, babe. Good segment. Good segment. It was a fun one, right? What I'm learning. What right? we're learning. What we're learning. Um, I have a, an unrelated segment bring up, but I have been reading a book series. And in a lot, like Emily will say that whenever... Is this a new segment? No, this is just me talking. Oh, this is you talking. Um, Emily will say that whenever I read, watch, experience something that I really, really like, I talk about it. Guess what, guys? I am not on social media, so you are... This is This it. is my this social is media. This is a share, or this if you saw, <laughs> saw a movie or a show, oh, man, he's yeah. going to tell you about it. But I don't know how often you have it where you're reading a book, and it takes you, like, half the book to, like, start to be like, oh, yeah, I'm really into the book. Right? That's, that, for me, that feels pretty normal for lots of books that half? I read out there. That's just so well, long. Like, just, like, more than, like... The first couple chapters, like you have to like read a bit and then you're like, okay, I'm into it. And this book series that I've been reading called Red Rising, it's by Pierce Brown. Is it a kid book? Not at all. Not one bit. Because sometimes you like those young adult fiction. I know. This is much more of an adult book, which I was surprised by. Okay. Um, It's a science fiction book. I'm not going to really tell you anything about what it's about. But what's blown me away about it is that I'm on the second book in the series now and within the first one or two chapters, I'm already hooked when I'm reading it. And that, and the whole time, like, I I don't, I feel like the gas is never let up, and I don't even want to put the book down, and it's, like, reading so good. Reading at lunch, read it before bed, yeah. read it in the morning. Yeah, it's, it's that good. And I just have to say, it's rare that I experience books like that, and so I feel like I'd be remiss if oh, I didn't share. share that. What's yeah. it called again? Red Rising is the first book. What's the author? That's um, more helpful. Pierce Brown. Red Rising yeah. by Pierce Brown. Mm-hmm. It's a trilogy, and then he started to release more is books. Is it like a science fiction it book? It's definitely science fiction. It takes okay. place hundreds of years in the future in the planets in our solar system. That's your jam. I love space. Yeah. Um, not that I'll ever get there, but maybe I should take that ceiling away, that cap away. And, and no, nah, space I is a no for me. <laughs> a hard no. Oh, that's Nothing a, good happens okay. in space. So that's a, a random share for the day. Um, I think we can... You feeling like we can do the main segment we were thinking about? We we can try. We can try. Buckle up. Buckle up, friends. Today, 
we're going to talk about Sabbath. And it's a super great time to talk about Sabbath because it is our, our Sabbath, Sabbath right today. now. Yeah. Um, and so I think the first point I want to make about Sabbath, I've got points in my brain. We have no notes. This is no notes, but this is going to be good. Okay. All right. This is not my point. This is actually Jesus's point in the Bible. Okay. And it's a really simple one. And I don't know why, but the Pharisees could not get this. When God instituted the concept of Sabbath, it was in Hebrew, it's Shabbat, right? What he was instituting was a very simple thing, which is the need to celebrate, look back and say, hey, look at all this awesome stuff that like happened in the week or that God's done in my life. Celebrate that. And also the need to rest. The trouble is, is that those are very important things, but though you weren't made to celebrate and rest, celebration and rest were made for you because they're good for you. So what I want to be clear as we talk in this time about Sabbath and resting and celebrating, I want to be clear that none of this is prescriptive. What we do is not what you have to do. And how we do it is not what you have to do. The important part is that this is for you, and we think it's good for you, but you don't have to do anything we're saying. Does that make sense? Of course. I mean, it's a choice, and it's it's customizable for you, your family, if you're single, if you have no kids, you know. It's not a one-size-fits-all. You know, yeah. all the things. Um so we haven't always done a Sabbath. No. Um, like three years ago, we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go go too far. But like three years ago, we went to a conference and we learned about taking a Sabbath as a family. Um, the whole purpose of the conference was to live intentionally. And that's kind of when Nathan and I's switch flipped of like, we want to live this way. Yep. So... Um, We've been doing it pretty consistently for three years. And um, and we've chosen to do that on from Friday night to Saturday. through Saturday. Yeah, through Saturday. So um, I guess you told them why. Why we do it. Um, right? Yeah. Did you just we, say that? We, to celebrate and relax. Or, and to rest. And, and because um, the reason why we do it is because we've we feel this is very important for us as seasonal rhythmic Rhythmic. creatures that you need to have that day in the week where you do something different than the rest of the week. Right. And I think the key is like we work from rest. We work from rest. Not work to rest. Right. So, you know, and we even say like, I can't wait till it's Friday. You know, everyone says I can't wait till I can rest this weekend. Um, and we like live for the weekend when we don't have to, people don't have to work their jobs or go to school or whatever. Yeah. And so we look forward to doing our Sabbath, but this. When I'm in the Sabbath, I'm reminding myself re- this is for. Right. It's recharging us for what's to come. Yes. So even though it's very similar because we all want to rest on the weekend. It's the purpose of the rest. Is for what's to come. It's, right. Yeah, yeah. which is a, just a perspective shift. But as we've been talking already a number of times today, changing your perspective and shifting it just a little bit is is a world of change in yeah. the long run. So should we get to practicals? 
Yeah, so I think practicals, like what, what does, do we actually what do? does the Moore family do for their Shabbat? Exactly. So we start with Friday night. With lots of liquor. That's usually. We don't start with lots of liquor. <laughs> no, no, no. Friday night, we um, have dinner. And mm-hmm. dinner kind of, well, it's like after making dinner, that starts our, our Shabbat. Our Shabbat. And we've chosen that we have pizza on Friday nights. So I would say maybe a little bit more than half of the, like three out of the four Fridays of a month, we Nathan makes homemade pizza, which is just great. It's And it's it's delicious. It's good pizza. And it's not like complex. It's no. a pepperoni pizza and a ham pizza and in a square cookie sheet. Yeah. Two of them. But it's just something special that we've always done, and we it's like doing it. And our kids love that. Now, sometimes we will buy pizza yeah. if we're just like, "Hey, I I can't even like, like it, I don't I don't ever make the dough. Emily makes the dough, and so if she's like, "I'm not making dough," then we're buying it. Or if I'm like, "I don't really feel like making the pizza," then we're, we're buying, buying it. it. Yeah, but we just have chosen we're gonna have pizza on Friday nights, mm-hmm. and so we have Nathan makes pizza. The pizza's done. We cut up uh, fruits and vegetables. There's nothing fancy about our dinner. We eat it on paper plates, regular plates. We say our Shabbat prayer together every time, which is also a blessing. Yeah, so it's just, like, when we first started this, we definitely had to clue in our kids, like, what are what we are doing? What are we doing and why are we doing this? So I think at the beginning, um, like, our first, you know, first couple ones, what did you say to them, our kids? We would spend time talking about, like, what is... Sabbath. What is Shabbat? And so I would actually, every week, teach them about how God for six days did all this creation, and then he rested and, and celebrated what he had done. Mm-hmm. And and how he gave that to Adam and Eve. And then talking through, we would talk through then uh, now up to today, we still need that same thing. We still need to do that. And so we would talk through that every week to the point where, like, they understood finally. Like, what's Shabbat mean? Yeah. It means to rest. rest. And so then we then we stopped doing that portion. And then we might I, need to do it again. Maybe for the, the little twins. Yeah. yeah. But but like that, there was like there, I think there's aspects of our Shabbat that are very um, repeated, like things that we do, like our prayer. Mm-hmm. But then there's things that we'll maybe inject in there that we're like, hey, right on this night, this Shabbat needs us to read a passage from the Bible or to read something from indescribable or talk about something, talk about something. Or sometimes we will just ask questions of each other or something. But really the, the focus again is along with it being resting that Friday dinner is a guaranteed time every week where we are all there together as a family. We're not rushing away from the table where there's nowhere else to go, nowhere else to go. And we're here. And so, and so we do that. And then when we finish, we'll sometimes clean up. Sometimes we won't. Sure. And then... I was going to say before you go to and then, Mm -hmm. um, through starting like a Shabbat dinner, which you don't have to call it a Shabbat dinner. You can just call it whatever you want. Family dinner, dinner. Maybe it's not called anything different. Sometimes our kids just call it movie night. But um, what I've learned through this is the table is a special place for a family, whatever your family looks like. Because... It's a time where you all come together, you sit, you're eating, and you're talking, and it's like face-to-face time. Um, and 
I think that is something that can be missed so easily. Like, we whatever, we just eat at the counter. We don't really have dinner times. You just come as you go. And I'm not judging any anything else, right? Because, like, we've, we've all done and grew up and all the things, all yep. the different kind of dinner, everything. Um, but our choice. But our choice is, and at least I'm, I'm hopeful that, like, our, I don't know what it's going to be like to have teenagers or, you know, I don't know. But, like, I'm super hopeful that, like, the rhythm of sitting down, having dinner, being intentional with our family and our time together is going to carry on through, continue mm-hmm. with our kids until they don't live with us anymore. Mm-hmm. And we And we extend, like, family meals to... Uh, any any meal in the day that we can do it. So sometimes we'll all sit for breakfast or sometimes we'll all sit for lunch. Mm-hmm. And we almost always have dinner all together. We do. Um, but and, Fridays are special. But Fridays are special because it's always pizza. It's always what we do that together. And then we always end it with um, watching a movie together. Yep. And and that's like that little like thing that makes it special. And so we introduce movies sometimes or they'll pick movies and we all sit together and... And it's just like, it's just nice and relaxing, and and that's one way that we we it just kind of rests us and recharges us, and then we put the kids to bed, and then Emily and I, without fail, will do something together on Friday night. Yeah, maybe we'll watch a movie, maybe we'll just sit and talk. It's like a little date. It's like it's one of our date nights, other than Tuesday, right? Tuesdays, okay. Tuesdays and Fridays. It's just like a guaranteed like we're gonna be intentional with each other. Yeah, and so we just tend to. Rarely, sometimes we will schedule something with other people on Friday nights, but we tend to try to protect Friday nights right. for our family. Yep. So it's not that we don't like you. It's just that we like our family more on Friday exactly. nights. Yes. <laughs> I heard someone say uh, that does the Sabbath just like us. Um, he's like, it's from it's TJ from Walk in Love. And he's like, you sit down on the couch to watch a movie. And it's like, my body knows that it's Friday night because I'm just relaxed and i just fall asleep mm-hmm. and i mean that's happened to us you know for sure and it's just like your body and your brain know like okay here we go like let's let's time to restart let's recharge, recharge. yep um so that's friday night we put the kids to bed we go to bed and, it's saturday and then in the morning they know they know it's shabbat or it's Saturday because we generally aren't up before them. Right, because we usually are. Um, so we're not up before them, and they know that if we're not up before them, they can go watch shows. Shows. And so um, Emily and I think back to the wonderful days of Saturday morning cartoons. One Saturday morning. Those are gone. Those They're, are gone. Those don't exist, um, and we don't have TV Maybe they do, but we, I, don't we don't have, have cable. Yeah, or any of those stations. So our kids don't experience commercial breaks. And right. So <laughs> they can they, get through a lot they, of shows. Yeah, and so they, they watch shows during that time. And then Emily and I will get up and we'll make them breakfast. and, and Go slow. Go slow. We'll have tea. And so one thing we've been really trying to work on lately is sometimes we would like – the way that we treat that Saturday is we try to do something that's different from the week. Right. right. And so that means no school. That means no working for like Modair or MSU. Right. Like we tend to like turn those things off on Saturday. But – in our mind, we are also okay with working in different ways. Right. So right. resting doesn't 
we will have people ask like, well, what do you do all day? Do you just sit around and do nothing? And the answer is we do things. We do things because, friends, our kids are 10 and under. You can't sit around and do nothing all day with under 10-year-olds. Well, I don't know if I really want to either. But. Well, but like I, like I just think about, especially in the wintertime and the stir craziness, you have to figure out something to do. Right. Right. And so in the summertime, man, on a Saturday, we're going to be outside doing something. Maybe sitting in the sun, maybe working in the garden, maybe mowing the yard, maybe chopping down trees. I don't know what it is, but like, uh, and and often, especially in the summertime, it's we're much more something. physical labor on yeah. a Saturday. Um, even in the fall, it could be raking leaves. Yeah. Um, in the wintertime, and so I think it's important to say that we are seasonally different in how we do Saturday. Yes. Um, so in, I think in the wintertime, we are a little bit slower. Sometimes we will watch a movie during the day. Sometimes we will, um, I don't know, go to a store or run an errand or something. Hang out with friends. Hang out with friends on Saturday, right? Like it, But it's all, in, it's all intentional. I think, like, we don't, typically we don't expect to run, like, go grocery shopping or, like, do all these things. It's just kind of like bonus stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. And so practically right like again the the intentional portion of our saturdays is that we are saying nathan's not getting out his work laptop and working mm-hmm. the kids are not doing schoolwork mm-hmm. right um we have lower expectations about the kids helping out around the house per se um because we want them to maybe rest like we're not like like i don't know like I, like they maybe. don't they don't they don't do dishes on saturday we don't like because we have dish days for them during the week true and so, like, I'm just saying, like, those are examples it of things. It just looks a little bit different. But just, I think the underlying, like, key point is we're not doing nothing. And um, it just looks different than our than our typical Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we do nothing for an hour or two. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's... Yeah, it's, it's getting back to that same point of it being just different than the rest of the week. So, which is the point? We want it to be different. Because different then begets good things for us, which is resting and recharging. Um, so, we just do Saturday. Like, today is Saturday. We're having friends over for dinner. Yep. We haven't. We've been, we've been hustling, and um, we like to have people over. So, we're having friends over for dinner, and then tomorrow's Sunday. Um, and when does Shabbat end? Whenever we feel like it. I don't, I don't really think about it ending. Right. Like it's not really like a, um, again, this is, this is for us. So if Shabbat has to go through to Sunday and it will, and it will. Yeah. And if on Sunday we're like, oh, oh, we got to get these things together. We got to do these things. Then we get a little bit more rigid. Um, yeah, there's no. There's not like a right way. It's a what what fits the need you have to prepare you right again for the week to come because we are doing this for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's I, I think the other part. I think an important point about it not ending. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else like. What are some things that we as parents do to, like, recharge? Um, again, it doesn't really look 
anything special. Um, well, every everybody's different, you know. Like sometimes I really do just want to sit on the couch and not move, right? Yep. yep. And Nathan's like reloading the wood box and doing this, and I'm going to run to the store to get this part for this, and I, and that's not restful to me, but it is to you in well, a different type of way. It's restful for me because I'm limited during the week in what I can do around the house, right? And yeah. so sometimes it's just like I need – I've been needing to get this thing fixed. Like the sink in the kid's bathroom upstairs needs to get fixed. I would have done Still. that today, <laughs> um, but I, I didn't. I, I knew that today we needed to go slower. Um, I really, really, really like slowly drinking tea on Saturdays. I don't know why that is. but just I think the slowness the of the morning is just it's key. so nice because our mornings aren't that. They're never that way. Yours definitely aren't. Well, so let, to be clear – our mornings are slow up till 7.30 or 8 a.m. And then the moment the kids wake up and we've got to get going for the day, then it, like, picks up and it's, it's like, nonstop from then. Right. And but what's it's... special about Saturday is that, like, the kids are already awake and we're still moving slowly. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is what is something that we really like. Yeah. So I just hope that, like, this talk on a Sabbath can encourage you if you've ever thought about doing it um i think my best advice is to just start it like just do it um it doesn't have to be perfect or special have special readings or anything like that just be intentional do something just set the time aside and try it out and change it and change it some more and just be patient and gentle with yourself that there's no right way to do it like, yep. practically what we do for a, a sabbath is not going to work for you for any of you because it's designed specifically for us and our family so you need to design something for you and your family mm-hmm. and if you call me up or you call emily up and say that you're doing the same thing as us and it's not working i'm gonna tell you right now it's because it won't <laughs> So, like, don't make that call. Like, and, like, we're happy to provide advice and, and give you ideas. But, again, right, like, rest only works when you have a level of self-awareness where you know what makes you feel rested. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't answer the question of what makes you feel rested, Sabbath is going to be very hard for you. So try things. Yeah, that's why I think you just got to start. And if that thing you try doesn't make you feel rested, then don't do that mm. on your Sabbath. But if something else does and it, to other people they think it's weird, like maybe sitting on the couch drinking, eating jelly beans makes you feel rested, great. Or maybe going for a run makes you feel rested. You cray, but great. Right? Like, I'm just kidding. That, that makes me feel rested too, actually. I just don't ever do it anymore. But, right, right like it's, it's just you'll know. You can tell after you do something if that makes you feel rested. Mm-hmm. You just have to try things. And I think this was like the first pivotal decision we made to live an intentional life and and have an intentional family. Mm-hmm. And it really opened up our like mind and our hearts to be to question, well what else can we be intentional with and what other areas do we need to look into or or take things out because that doesn't doesn't fit our 
what am I trying to say? Doesn't fit our values. Yeah, it doesn't fit our values. And so I think um, having a Sabbath is a perfect springboard for so many good things. And you kind of just have to, I mean, we've talked a lot of, about a lot of things um, in past episodes that we intentionally do. And I think we're just learning, um, we're finding out way, like more and more ways that we can not be better, but just be more purposeful with how we're living our life and with our kids and each other. The reality is it's leading to us becoming more and more like Jesus, which is our ultimate goal. And Jesus Sabbath hard. Mm-hmm. He knew he knew what recharged him and he ruthlessly did those things. And it wasn't a place of being mean. It's not mean when I say to someone we can't get get together this Friday night. It's not mean when I say, no, we're not going to do this on Saturday. I'm not doing that to be mean. I'm doing that because I actually love you and my family and everyone around me so much that I know that if I do this, I will be better for you the other six days of the week. Mm-hmm. And so I like the word ruthless, right? I think there's a book like Ruthless Elimination of... Hurry. Hurry, right? Like that, it's that concept of like, I'm... I'm ruthlessly rooting out the things in my life on a specific day of the week so that then I can do those other things that like are important with me at my best. Hmm. And and I'm going to be ruthless about it because it matters. Yep. And I'm ruthless. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what a funny that was word. That's good. Cool. Well, I I feel I feel good about this topic. No notes. No notes. We're back. But we hit some great points. Um, we uh, looking ahead. Uh, we don't have a plan for next week's podcast or the week after. We're gonna make a plan. Um, I've just been told we're gonna make a plan. <laughs> we will. Sometimes I think we feel like we have to have, like we're gonna talk about this for this many weeks and do this and that. And quite honestly, like Nathan and I sitting here intentionally talking to each other for an hour. That's what we're doing this for. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that, that like, just a pause there on that. What you were to say? We're doing this as another way to build our relationship as a couple, right? Um, the a nice, generous, like, plus of that is that you actually find this useful for you. Like, that's great. <laughs> I mean, like, we're so thankful that you listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we had one listener, it would be fine. It really would be. Because this is, like, so valuable, these discussions, as we, like, work through things and talk through things that it's another way of doing a marriage journal for us. It's just a uh, recorded marriage journal. Right. You know? And I'm cool with that. I wonder if our kids will listen to this in the future and be like, wow, I had no idea, Mom and Dad, you were going through these things. They won't ever say that to us. They will. <laughs> they will when they have kids, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, future Cora. Right. Future, future Ruby. Cora. I have things I'd like you to tell me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, well, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. We will be here next week, we promise. No more hiatuses. Yeah, thanks for being patient with us while we were we were going through a lot, yeah. both of us. And Maybe next time we'll get into what in the world happened this past five or six weeks. But um, everything's fine, guys. Don't worry. Um, but we appreciate you. And we will see you, we will talk to you next week. 
Love you guys. Bye.